everyone. Today on the Tuesday episode, we get into the heights of it all. We watch we get into, the, into heights. the into the thick of it. In the heights, into the thick of it. You don't know that one from TikTok? Yeah, I sure into do. Do you know where it. it's okay. from? Barney and Fr- Jun- Jungle Bop. Bitty Bop. It's from Jungle Bop. It's from the hit TV show Jungle Bop. Jungle um, Bop. We also listen to some voicemails, and Meatball is getting sick. Yeah, I'm getting sick, and I'm in Houston just dying. So listen up. It's a fun episode. We come for each other more than usual. And by each I other, I mean that, at night. That, uh, <laughs> I think it's from that stick straight crawfish you ate the other night. <laughs> you know, they're supposed <laughs> to have a little curl in their tail. They all had curls, honey. I didn't eat no bad crawfish. Mama, I paid money. All right, baby. I got to go. I like that people from New Orleans say, baby. Baby. Baby, baby. Bye. Forever. Dog. When first choice is a big old bus. You turn around and boom. You end up with us. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Hi, you slops, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you dirty little fucks, you stupid little fucks. Welcome to Big Dipper, Sloppy and Meatball with Big Boy. Wait, Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. It's as if, you know how when you get a salad and you put your dressing on it, it's in a to-go container, and then you put the to-go container, the lid, back on the salad, and then you yes. give it that really good shake. Yes. It's as if you take all the words in our intro and you give them a really good <laughs> Well, I have some other news. What? I think I may be sick. Oh, what kind of sick? I don't know. It's just up in my face and in my nose. It's like a sinus infection, possibly. Oh. But I, I got it like the day before I... Hi, everybody. Welcome to Slimey Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. I'm Meatball, and that's Big Dipper. So my voice is all messed up. And I don't know if it's like a real sickness or if it's just like the change in weather because I'm in Texas now. Mm. But I'm terrified that I'm going to go back to L.A. and then have to start working because everything's open again. And not be able to start working. Do you, because this was the thing that you and I talked about a little bit in the past, is that I sort of had a fear of like, oh, if I go out into the world again, um, it, it, like, my immune system will be fucked. I think, I'm not sure if it, if it's that or, because I started feeling a little sick right before I left. And then all of a sudden when I got here, I was like, I can't sleep. There's so much pressure and like drainage in my face. This is terrible. So, yeah. No. I think my immune system's fucked. Also, hi everybody. I'm talking to you from Texas. Texas is open. I went to the grocery store the other day. No mask. I felt so uncomfortable. I took my mask off. I was like, I look like a nerd. It's probably why you got sick. No, it was, I was already sick. I went to the store for medicine for my illness. But yeah, Texas well, is fully open. Monet, I'm going to a restaurant If tonight. you were to ask Monet, she would say, Oh, you never knew a sick like this. No, you never knew a sick no, like, like this. this. She said, now, I'm going to sing. I'm going to give you an Aaliyah reference. And she's serving. Now, answer me this. Riddle yes. me this. Riddle me that. Is that is the man in that video... Trevor. Trevor, 
dancer. Mm-hmm. He looked very familiar. Who did you think he was? I thought he was... In one angle, in the preview, he looked like Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. It is not Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. He is a tall man. They they look similar in the realm of men in their facial and that they have structure. Curly hair on top and it's short on the side. Yes, but it is not Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. It is a dancer named Trevor. He did some photos with Willem for Double Scorpio. And he also has an OnlyFans. Maybe, but I know he danced or has in the past danced. He's in the hair, nails, hair, hips, heels video for with Todrick. Mm. He mm-hmm. he he's around. He he pops up from time to time in some things. But um, Willem in Alaska mentioned this because uh, Monet's video is also the rainbow spotlight on Hot Goss on Friday this past Friday. Um, but they're like, oh, we like Trevor because he makes us feel petite. That's like, uh, you know, Boy Radio, I did that song like this with Boy Radio. Uh, Boy Radio also performed with Alaska in the Britney show. and Oh, I love Boy Radio. Boy Radio is like, conservatively, I'll say like 6'4", but I feel like he's 6'7". But that man is tall. And yeah, so the I divas love, love to perform man. with him because he can dance and he dwarfs them. What are you snacking on over there? Vitamin C I'm juice? I'm just doing ice because my throat is so dry. Oh, you're like really sick. Yes, I'm like in Why pain are you sick. going out to a restaurant? Well, we probably... What's, what the truth is... Why is it so spicy? Why is it spicy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but... Listen, last week people got came for you all week on the Twitter because you don't know what raw foods are. And we got a lot, a lot of messages about it. It is 2021, and it is very easy for a man in his no. 30s to no. not know things about the world. <laughs> I guess I'm dumb and stupid. They call me dumb. They call me stupid. Well, here's just a little thing that we got about, uh, because I think we had spoken, we both were incorrect about what ground, why meat is the way that it is, or like why we People do eat raw ground beef, though. Yes, all the time. Um, Is this the one that I'm supposed to play that says raw food? No, no, no. But we'll play that right after this. This is an email. Uh, This is... I, uh, from someone who is an enterics, a ga- enterics epidemiologist, which is just gastrointestinal okay. diseases. Um, and they said, most of the diseases that I study are detected by stool samples. The reason why there are warnings about eating raw meat is all about bacteria, not about when the meat was butchered. Cattle and other warm blood, warm blooded vertebrate naturally have these harmful food poisoning or toxin-producing bacteria in their gut. Ground meat is processed in a way that mixes all the parts together, so it's recommended to eat it done. Steaks and other meat cuts have less chance of being exposed to these bacteria because of how they are processed. Mm. Hope this helps. Call Matthew Camp. Call Matthew Camp. Yeah, um, as an epidemiologist, what about that booty mucus? <laughs> no, don't get into all that. I mean, yeah, people have, what is it called? Steak tartare, where it is... Steak tartare, but yeah. Rar, so rar in sense. the middle. But also, like, I know, because I watched a thing, and they, like, test meats. Like, they take samples of every cow and, like, test a certain area of the meat to see if it has any worms or, like, bacteria in it. Right. Before they grind it up. Worms. 
I mean, this should be a, a segment akin to Candy Muse news, but something I saw on TikTok. Um, no, you know, if all you're the- about to say pouring Coke on a piece of meat and the worms come out, that's not real. I'm not. What I'm oh, going to okay. say is the people who go like, um, I've heard that if you eat papaya seeds, it, you, it, it reveals whether or not you have a parasite living in your body. It and kicks it out. They they eat the papaya seeds, but then you can't see anything because they don't show it. And then yeah. they just go like, it's been one day. And let me tell you, what was in the bowl was crazy. And you're like, I want to see what was in the bowl. <laughs> I'm disgusting. Why do we always talk about poop? And I'll tell you, I was just talking to Will, who does who manages all the post-production for all the mom shows. And I asked him how very that went. And he said at the end of it, Delta said, thank you for listening to Very Scat. Because they talk about shit on their show. I feel like there is not a podcast in the world that doesn't eventually devolve to shit talk. Uh, yeah, I mean, ours is has been poopy for a while. We really managed to get away from the poop talk. But then when we started talking about anal mucus, it really brought it back in to the fold. Well, I would love to bring up a new topic, which uh, you sent me a tweet that I would like to read out loud. This tweet is penned by one Trisha Paytas. It says, our, our Lord and Savior. Saw in the Heights last night and so worth seeing in theaters. It was so fun to watch something with an audience like that. Everyone feeling the music together. So good. 10 out of 10. Recommend. In the Heights. Ah. Well, so we so we watched in we the We both Heights. watched in the Heights last this night, is, not this in week the theaters. At not home. in the theaters. I watched it at home on my sofa or in my parents' sofa. I fell asleep halfway through it. Did you I think fell that's because you're sick? A, you thought it was boring. I thought it was kind of boring. I I love a big musical dance thing, but I just something about the Lin Manuel Miranda like rap premise of a show, it like it's too much. I think I prefer a show like Wicked where they have dialogue and then they sing, not where like it's more of an opera where everything is like sung. There was well for the movie version, there was a lot of talking that wasn't them singing. Still still but it was like them just reiterating like what they were about to sing or do. I Did will you like say well, Did you okay. like it? Here I it's have a- two and a half hours long, and it's a lot of and the and this is my best Auntie Chan impersonation of Lin Manuel Miranda, but it's like and I press a little button in the sit back chair, and my fridge is broken, and I turn it on. Okay, I I love musicals but i think there is a reason why they are so successful in a live theater there's something to seeing that actually done live so obviously everything was tracked and recorded and then they were lip syncing to it it was them performing it but they were lip syncing to it and so i think that it's just hard it is hard to transfer a musical to the the uh, to a movie and i think it's especially hard 
to transfer a musical that's about day-to-day life out in the real world brought inside of a theater is interesting because you don't see that. But normally inside of a theater, you're taken to a magical new place that you don't experience, like Wicked or like whatever. So the movie version of that can elevate that. And so like- But we were like literally in a bodega or like on on a street in Washington Heights. And so then when you're like, you're like, well, why are you- singing about it i don't know i'm not trying to like i i enjoyed no it shit on it shit on it no you want to shit on it because i said no, i, I like this and you said i have a lot of opinions i want to talk about this on the show well no i i guess my only opinion was that it i i had a similar opinion i i wrote down that it reminded me of you remember that movie cars where it took place all in like a dusty little town cars it was a, yeah the pixar movie no i never seen it Oh, well, it was the same thing where I was like, I don't really care about a bunch of cars in this town. Like, the most exciting part was when she went downtown and I was like, oh, there's going to be a huge breakdown of, like, what downtown is like compared to up in the Heights. And she's going to, like, do all this stuff. And then she just, like, walked into a room and they were like, no. And she, like, got <laughs> she sad away. and left. Well, so that's I was like, I would thing. like more of, like, I wanted to feel more of, like, New York. Like, the Washington Heights of it all was fabulous, but it was all one street and, like, one bodega. It's almost like it was really dope in the time that they made it, and it was totally a hit. But then well, he it, made, then he made Hamilton, Hamilton and you're like, oh, Hamilton it. is yeah. so good because we're like, like Hamilton is not only like so good, but it's also like a story. You're like, oh shit, and like this is a story, like the story of community, the story of gentrification, the story of mm-hmm. all that stuff is like really incredible. Um, not incredible of how it's going, but incredible to like look at and think about and see the experiences of. But I would have, I feel like I would have preferred it non at not as a musical. Like I would yeah. have loved to watch that as a film, like as an ode to the neighborhood, as an ode to the community, as an ode to Washington Heights. And like there could be like a one or two big musical numbers, like at at the party, like a like big the dance gra- thing. The gr- the, yeah, the, the big grandma's the number. The grandma's in- number was fire. It was, it was the so best one. Good. Yes, but it was because it took us somewhere else. It was finally we were on a subway it watching was like production like the design subway. Yeah. too. And then, and then at the end of it, I turn to my dad and go, "Is this old bitch about to die?" And then she, you're so awful. She walks up the stairs. Well, because it looked like she had a choice. It was like it was white in front of her and then red behind her. And I was like, and she made the choice. And she made the choice to go to the white. But I was like, does that mean she chose heaven over hell? Like, was it either way? She was dying. Listen, we're going to talk more about this when we come back from break because I have a bunch of very specific questions I would like to hear about from you. Okay. In the, okay. in the heights. Okay. In the heights. Should have, could have, got a, should have, could have, woulda. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with factor meals, I'm like, oh baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Okay, we are back, and here's what I wanted to well, know. Well, uh, here's what I want to ask you. What okay. was the storyline about the girl who went to college and then came back, and then she, her dad was, like, forcing her to go, and then she went back? Well, she went, and she said it was really um, fucking racist. horrible and traumatizing because yeah. it was racist. So why wouldn't they just, like, be like, all right, why don't you go to NYU? Like, she's clearly smart enough to get into, like, a really good school. <coughs> Ooh. Oh, no, now you're sick. Oh, no. he's making the funniest face. <laughs> I just had to sneeze. Um, woo! Uh, no, I think it, it was it was, it was was twofold. It was one, the place was um, had no community for her. She had a couple of traumatizing racist experiences there, and she was so used to the community that she had from all of the people on the block. Uh, but then two... She knew the financial hardship it was causing on her father. And so she chose to drop out so that he wouldn't have to pay. And basically he said to her, like, muscle through because it means a better future for everyone. And that's why she ended up going back. Oh. Which I think is a huge, huge narrative for, um, you know, anyone who is like first generation going to college or first generation that, what i mean i guess it made sense for her to go back but why wouldn't you also just be like okay let me go to nyu or something let me go to another school that would also offer me huge opportunities i guess stanford is like ivy league maybe i don't know yeah 
Okay, so. I want to know about dancing in the pool. Why were they in the I pool? I loved it. You did? Also, that was where? my least favorite number. No, I liked it because it took me to a new location. And it, But my only question, I was like, where in Washington Heights is that pool? I've been up to Washington Heights a lot, and I have never seen a public pool that large. It was like Olympic-sized with like huge bleachers. Also, I felt weird that that the 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 um okay, Vanessa, one of the hairdress Vanessa was ladies. like in just her bikini. Like it felt, I was like, that's a lot of skin she's showing. She maybe she wanted to. Maybe she said, "I got to get this body out to the people in this huge movie musical before I start to lose it." Why was one of the old la- hairdresser ladies so much older than the other two? Well, she's iconic. That's Miss Thing from Rent. Cheetah Rivera. That's no. Not- Oh my god. Oh, that no, is what is her name from Rent? Rivera. What was her name? Hold on. Give me a first letter and I'll know it. Something Maya Daphne Daphne Ruben Vega. You're very close. My, Daphne Ruben Ruben Vega. Vu, B, Vega Ruben. <laughs> oh my god. These cold medicines going straight to my head. These cold medicines. Okay, but so Daniela and Carla were two of the hairdressers. They're a couple. In real life? No, they were gay in the movie, right? Oh, I didn't get that at all. Remember when they're playing bingo at Abuela's house and they're dancing and those two are dancing together? I just thought they were were really close friends. No, girl, they were gay. They were dykey. You didn't notice that? Well, they didn't really... You can't just... Here's the thing. You can't just have two characters dance together and then be like, they're gay. Like, there needs to be more showing of their relationship and There was. They didn't, like, kiss on the mouth, but... Well, kiss on the mouth. No, I'm convinced that Daniela and Carla are a couple, but, you know, let me... Come for me in the comments with my also, raw food. I love seeing her... Oh, what's her name? Because she was from, um... Night... <laughs> Who are you? Adam, who's, what's her name? One of them was from Carla. The Orange is the New is, Black. Well, Carla uh, play uh, was played by Stephanie Beatrice, who's from uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. And then um, I'm forgetting her character's name, um, but yeah, she she was an actress from Orange is the New Black. It was just interesting to see like the cast of characters and. We don't even talk about it. All about Valentina. Yeah, Dasha Polanco played Kuka. Dasha's from Orange is New Black. Yes. Yeah, she, Daphne she Ruben Vega. Good. I have, I have Her the hair ca- all. I have Daphne the cast Ruben up right Vega. Now. Daphne Ruben okay. Vega. Correct. Lin Manuel Miranda played an ice cream man. Could have done Not an ice cream, it. shaved ice. Shaved ice. Could have done without it. Right, but you understand that his entire character is like the old vanguard. Yes, he's, yes and he this town is being ginger or the neighborhood is being gentrified. That's why he got in a fight with the ice cream man. Like I understand it. I'm but just you thinking of ways to maybe it. shorten this shorten this movie up. Two and a half hours long movie. Guess what? I wouldn't go see this again. I would go see Cats again. Cats the movie? Yes, absolutely. Let's talk about Valentina though. Valentina appears in uh, a cloud the... of smoke. She, she's painting green. <laughs> no. She starts trying to riff, and they're like, "No, wrong movie, sis." No, she appears in the. Um, she's in the beauty scene. shop. She gets like her little moment. She has like a line, and then they like react to her, and she's and like, everyone, in her f- 
laughs at her. Full glam. And in the background, she like she's like in a whole musical number, which is sickening. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Amazing. Um I'm... They steal her sunglasses and she has a little bit of trouble grabbing them back because of her nails. <laughs> but they left it in and I'm I'm proud of that. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you notice that? I noticed a thing or two, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to love this movie. I think a lot of people do love this movie. No, I want to know about um what about in the in the the se- I thought that the first act was way more intriguing than the second act. And you yes. know what I'm talking about cuz he goes let's take a break. Yeah. And then there's intermission. But how about in the second act when Benny and um when Benny and uh, Nina sing on the side of the building. Oh, no, that was actually really fun. I hated it. You didn't like them dancing across the side of the building? Why would they dance across the side of the building? That wasn't actually happening. No, but I think it was a... Wait, so you think that you think that in all these scenes where people, large groups of people are dancing in unison in a swimming pool, it was actually happening? What? No. Or... <laughs> No, but they, like, didn't do anything magical at all. Yes, they did. How about when they were talking at the very beginning of that pool number when it was, like, $96,000 or whatever, and they started doing all the weird... they had the rotoscoping animations. Yeah. Sure, but those two points... That was weird and didn't really fit in. Yeah, but I think dancing across the building is the feeling that you get in New York, baby, (laughs) when you're alive. You're being awful. How am I being awful? I, didn't I don't like agree that with part. you that that I one didn't like part that you don't part. like. And to me, it was visual, visually interesting, and I did enjoy it. I didn't really like any of the music. Let <laughs> you did it? Nah, not for me. It wasn't for you. Um, what about Vanessa's fashion design inspiration? I liked it. You did gloss? in the blackout. She goes home and designs a dress or a pair of shorts. No, it was a full outfit. It was a top and bottom. She designed, like, multiple outfits. She said she needed her fingers to move. That's at the end. I'm talking about the blackout. You really didn't watch this movie close, did you, huh? It was not for me. Well, you know who this film is for? First of all, I thought it was hilarious that she was like, this ribbon, I'm going to design again. My fingers are moving again. Like, that to me was hokey pokey holly lobby. But I will say... Who loves this opening number is Jane Krakowski. Yes, she does. <laughs> I'll post it on the Instagram, but she did a number where she was Usnavi. Apparently, uh, it must have been for some sort of theater gala it like it was fundraising the Kennedy, thing. Kennedy Honors type situation. What's well, this MCC, Manhattan Theater oh. Club, or MTC? It's watermarked. Yeah. And what is she doing? She's wearing the She's hat. She's up there wearing the hat from the, okay, wearing the hat from the original musical, which was an Adidas cap. I don't think that they got the rights for the movie, because in the movie, it's just a regular Kingle cap. But she's uh, she's doing the whole opening number, talking about how she immigrated over, and how everyone comes to her little bodega coffee shop. She's really serving. Why did they do that? I don't know. Do you do you think she dated the My Pillow guy? I never paid attention to that. Neither did I. Just like I'm not she, paying attention to this Trisha Paytas drama. Do you think? But hold on. Do you think that 
why would they do that? Why would they be like Jane? Yeah, maybe they were doing Turnabout Night and they had different people doing the the like iconic numbers from all these different musicals. So like Mandy that Patinkin. Would make sense. Also, maybe they were like, Jane, is there anything that you want to do? And she just saw <laughs> in the Heights. Because I will say, like, I remember when I first moved to New York. Oh, it was it. It was the it moment. Was it. it was the Wicked. It was the play that everyone was talking about. They're like, oh, if you're going to see a musical, you have to see in the Heights. There's right. nothing like it. It changed the game. So maybe it was just she was still feeling that and she really wanted to do it. And she felt like, I have the skill to do this rap. It felt very much like her character from 30 Rock. Like, it seemed like a skit. It seemed like it was a joke. But then as the clip continues, you're like, oh, this isn't a joke. It's actually happening. And And she's, she's like, like, full of a cast of people doing the choreography, like, singing the whole thing. You're like, okay, girl. She's having a good time. Yes. Okay, well, my last question about the film is um jimmy smith's baby law and order oh yeah he was God. working it he would blow oh, him he right he did do law and order because he was he's done a lot of cop shows because he was also on nypd blue yeah he's done a lot of cop shows boot like i mean i gotta no. tell you i really i had a great time and i know a lot of our listeners probably had a great time so i'm mad that yeah, you came listen. over here and dragged it just I didn't drag it. Just because it's not for me doesn't mean that it's it's not for everybody. I mean, it's literally it's like got a ninety nine on Rotten Tomatoes. I just don't think it was like my judge. Yeah, I can understand that. But I loved like uh, there are parts of it that I really enjoyed and like could watch those scenes again. What's the other movie musical? Like, that's I can watch out? my grandma die over and over and over. <laughs> West Side Story is coming out. That's another movie musical. Ooh, that's going to be good. Fingers crossed. Oh, it's and... It's hard to convey the magic of... Because seeing a... I'm sure also it would have been better if I was in a movie theater. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I was and, like watching it on a TV. And... um. Uh, here's 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 what I really actually... This is my thesis statement. It felt like it was a PG film. And I wanted the R version of it. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, like when they were dancing, I was like, they're all too far away from each other. Really grind on each other. And I guess it made also, sense that I didn't that think it... Usnavi was that hot. I feel like he well, should have been Well, you've never liked him. You don't really see it for Have you seen She's Gotta Have It? No, what's that? That's um, the Netflix um, adaptation of Spike Lee's film that they turned into a show. And Anthony Ramos is in that. And he is very sexy and charming in that. Oh, maybe I need to watch that. No, but to me, it really did feel like a family film, and I wanted it to be, like, a little more... I wanted it to have, like, a little more oomph. You know what I mean? I think I don't find him attractive because when he first... All I know is him with long hair, and then seeing him with short hair, I was like, it's not working for me. But he's talented, girl. A lot of the choreography was fast-paced. Yeah, the choreo was great, just not for me. How did you feel at the end with that final shot with the little girl and she was wearing the hat and she turned and looked at the camera? She turned like, to the camera and gave it that said, look like, don't worry, we're doing in the now. Heights part two. That's what I saw. And then, <laughs> and then if you now. stayed for the after credits, did you stay for the after credits? I watched. What happened? Well, Lin-Manuel Miranda, he picked up an Infinity Stone. 
And he said, I will never <laughs> stop making rap musicals. And then well, he snapped his fingers. The other thing is that Jonathan Larson musical, Tick, Tick, Boom, which is sort of about him trying to break through. It's like autobiographical that he wrote before he wrote Rent. They turned that into a movie with Vanessa Hudgens and uh, Andrew Garfield. And the trailer came out. And guess who directed that, Diva? Then Manuel. Yes. But Lin-Manuel didn't direct this film. No, he didn't. And I feel like maybe if he got his little paws on it a little bit more, it could have translated better over to film. I just wanted it to be more adult. And it wasn't. And that's all. And that's all I'll say on that. Um, Let's talk about Trisha Paytas for a second. I don't know what's happening. I, I can't get invested. If you have no she's... idea what we're talking about, I can sum it up in three sentences before we begin. Well, she which got is, mad about the money. You she literally never, you undercut okay. me every time we talk. <laughs> Go for it. Tell me, please. Well, because I'm, if you say she got mad about the money, that doesn't mean anything. Because people who listen to our show have heard us talk about Trisha, but like have no idea who she is. Trisha okay, is a famous internet person with YouTube presence who has started a podcast called Frenemies, and they've done roughly 40 episodes. And her co-host is, in fact, her fiance's brother and also a true frenemy. They have great moments of friendship and great moments of friction. And on the most recent episode, there was what felt like a big moment of friction and it seems like the podcast is over. Yes. So and then post that big moment of friction, she started you getting You got to talk to your mic. Okay, post that big moment of fr- I was, that's just my voice just went no, out. No, girl, you have to sit over here. <laughs> okay, post that big moment of friction, she went on her YouTube and posted like a 45-minute video talking a lot about how they were making money off of the highlights and they would keep all the money from the little highlights which is little clips of the show that they posted on youtube because most people don't watch the full two-hour thing so she realized even though they were doing a two-hour show she was only getting like 15 percent of the two-hour show and no money off of the clips so then she got mad about that and was like well the crew sucks and i i guess he was like well all of the money like we'll pay you more or whatever but right now we have like all of the money is in merch and we buy all of our merch up front. And then she left. I like can't, I don't know what it is. And what it felt like to me is that she did not pay attention to the details of the contract. And the details of the contract are like, we split the money from the show 50, 50, except for 5% of the money before we split it goes to paying for production costs. And the production costs include the staff, but the staff work on more than just one show. So 5% of her money goes into paying the staff, and the staff don't only work on her show, they work on all the other shows on that network. Totally makes sense to me. That's the production cost. The the hiccup is as a network, because H3, I guess, is a network, if yeah. you're producing the show, it's up to you to market the show. And if part of marketing the show is putting clips of the show online, you're marketing the show. It's smart of them because they have a big YouTube following to um, uh, monetize those clips. It's a bad deal for Trisha because her show is so popular, they're making great money off the clips. So what if I was her in that position, I would have gone to the table and said, I would like to renegotiate and show Mm -hmm. you that my value 
is also adding a huge amount of income and I would like a cut of the income from the clips from the highlights of Frenemies. And they probably would have absolutely renegotiated. But flip side... But she's Trisha. No. she Flip side is that dude, Ethan, when Trisha very calmly said, you're gaslighting me, I'm telling you I'm not upset, you're saying I'm upset. Uh, Like, she laid out everything he was doing, and then his response was, um, his response was, okay, fine, you're right, you're, you know, we we fuck up. And then she was like, I can't believe you just said that. Do you know what you just said? He's like, what are you talking about? He gaslit her that whole thing. And then she was so smart. She goes, he goes, I'll, I'll cut the cameras when you leave, whenever you're ready to leave, I'll cut the cameras. She goes, and then you're going to show that clip of me storming off and you're going to make money on it. So end the show together so I can leave. She was, I was so impressed with her. She asked him to end it two times. She was like, and he wouldn't because he knew what he was doing. Listen, everybody I know, that has been like a fan of Ethan Klein for a while now. Cause he's been on YouTube for a long time and he's been through his fair share of drama. And I shit feel talking. like he's very boring. Yeah. Um, he knew that she was going to bring that to the show, which is why he started giving her the show. Like he knew what he was going to get from her, which was a huge new following, which was her following. And he knew that he was trying and he knew he was gaslighting her. Like he used her the whole time. So I'm glad that she's kind of out of it now. At first I thought he was like actually trying to help her, but I, it's like, you can tell he just is using her. She may be, she may be like messy and chaotic, like and she that's just needs par- a team that can work with that part of her that can be like, all right, well, we're just not doing this today. Right, we'll reschedule with her because she's smart enough to do the work. But I'll tell you, even for all that like chaos that she brings, like everything she said in those final three minutes before she left, I was like she's hitting the nail on the head. She's like, I go to enough therapy to know that you're gaslighting me. I'm telling you how I'm feeling and you are not listening to me. And if you have me walk off the set, you're going to manipulate that into something that it isn't. And I was so impressed. I was like, oh, bitch, she's doing some work around that. That's so cool. Damn. Very impressed. Anyways, let's take a break. We'll be right back with some voice. Oh, also, um, she just released a new skincare and I bought it. (gasps) You did? Yes. Did you see the Kim Kardashian um, uh, thing about her new like her little thingy? <laughs> she's advertising her like shapewear, like body, it's new and then shapewear. she runs her finger along her hip, and the finger completely bends, like like a ninety degree bend, completely out of whack because they photoshopped her hips into being curvier than they are. That's so. But you know, it's the it's the business. But She's girl, how did they not catch fill. that, honey? Maybe she pissed someone off. All right, we'll be right back. Okay, we are back, and we have some voicemails to listen to. Hi, I was just calling as the yes, owner of a foreskin you- oh. to tell you all a little bit about that gunk that you all were talking about. Oh. It, it can be avoidable if you roll the skin back while urinating, and you could go probably a day or two without showering and anything forming. So if you have a foreskin and you don't pull it back when you're pissing, you're going to get that nasty shit. But some people like it, so good for you in that case. 
I don't know, maybe I can have the doctor talk about it when he comes to talk about those anal secretions. Bye. <laughs> okay, see, that's what I was talking about. I needed to know how long it took to get like that. Because I dated a guy with a foreskin, and he wouldn't shower for like a day or two, and it was never there. But some people were always like, yeah, it's cheesy after a day. So this is good to know. I understand. Let me ask that. you, when you pee, do you wipe the head of your dick? No, I just shake it off. Yeah, me too. But I think a lot of guys with foreskin might pat dry. Oh, well, he, I know that my ex, he would pull his foreskin back and like use a, a strip of toilet paper and dab the head to clean it. So, yeah. I guess he was cleaner about it than everybody else. I have, sorry, this, I have to find this because it is so worth um, sharing with you in this exact moment. Let me Which, just tell you, I don't know how people live in Texas. I'm going to vamp while you do this. This is my five minutes. Little vamping. Little vamping. It's so hot. I, I hopped off the plane at IHO or whatever it is, and I stepped outside, and I was like, it's sweaty out here. It's gross. I can't imagine coming. I can't imagine living here again. No offense if you live here and you're used to it. I forgot how fucking sticky the air is. You can, like, feel it. You can feel it on your skin. Okay, look at this video. Describe what's happening. Uh, I'm seeing a man walk into a bathroom, and he's unzipping his pants. Whoa, he pulls out just the longest, longest penis I've seen. He's holding it like a full fist, and it's still like two inches hanging out. It looks like the dick from Boogie Nights. Yeah, it looks fake, but maybe it's not. Now he's peeing. Now he's got two hands on it. Wait, why why was the camera already in the bathroom? And he's oh, he's finished. He's doing little squirts. He's going pss, 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 pss. And now he's just massaging it and shaking it. Oh my god, he wiped it on the inside of his belt line of like the waistband of the pants. He wiped the tip on the waistline of the pants. He just peed on the inside of his pants and now he's walking out of the bathroom. <sighs> What? So, first of all, the meat is so big, he's not even wearing underwear. Secondly, he finishes peeing, and he's like he's like shaking as much as he can. He shook it a little bit. And then he holds onto the tip, and he just, like, peels back, like, his pants that are undone, and he just quickly, like, wipes it. Thoughts? It was, that's gross, because your piss is just on your belt line the whole time. Like, it's just going to be sitting on your waist. You just peed and then wiped pee onto your waist. Yeah, girl. I don't know. But that's how he keeps his dick from getting a little cheesy. But it wasn't foreskinned. Non-foreskinned dicks can be cheesy. Should we listen to another voicemail? Yes, please. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Oh, this one is an update. This is an update from our caller from last week who um, we talked well we didn't talk to but he spoke about how he had sex in the abandoned house and then the police came and then the dog went into the woods to find the guy but he came out and he was completely naked and we asked did he get in any trouble or was it whatever so we wanted to know what actually ended up happening and this is the response hi big dip hi meatball first off i'm so honored that you guys did my sloppy story um i lost my shit on my way to work this morning listening to it 
So to answer a couple of your questions, oh, and I'm the guy that fucked the guy at the construction site. Yeah, that guy. Um, I did indeed get in trouble for trespassing. Um, criminal trespassing is a class C misdemeanor. Ooh. So I got unsupervised, uh, probation, which is awesome because I smoke weed and I was not stopping. Uh, really all I had to do was pay like $480 yeah, and then it was done. And then five years later, it just went off my record, but it's not, it doesn't stop you from doing anything, you know, unless you want to work at the Pentagon. As far as the other guy, um, the cops definitely went through his clothes before he got to put them on. Uh, he had a big bag of weed in one pocket and like a knife in the other, a which knife. was great. Awesome. The guy had a knife, but, uh, he got in a lot of trouble. So after they had me sit in the back of the cop car for a while, um, they eventually just wrote me my citation and literally just let me walk away. Like after having sat there for probably two hours while they sorted the whole thing out, they just let me walk away with the citation. And then I had to go to court where I pleaded guilty. And it wasn't even like court court. It was like traffic court but for just misdemeanor bullshit. Whoa. But, uh, yeah, I thoroughly agree with Meatball. Should not be doing that shit. Um, that's why Meatball fucks in a car. Go Meatball. <laughs> Lesson learned. Lesson oh, learned. I'm now 34, and I don't do that shit anymore. Either you need to host, or I can host, or buy a hotel room, because that's about it. Yes, buy also, a the whole, like, room. positions in car thing does suck, too. Sorry, Meatball. Well, it's not my fault. You're not flexible. Listen, have you? Do you have anything on your record? Have you ever done anything? No. I had something wiped from my record forever some, ago. When some I was duty. Like, yeah, I, I put a little duty on my record, and I was like, "Get that off there." No, get that, I, I, get that duty off. There. I think I've told it on the podcast, but I like assaulted an officer, and then the, I, I had to just do community service, and then yeah. they took it off. But that officer uh, had it coming. You don't reach for my drink, okay? Period. <laughs> you walked up to a police officer who was like eating a hot dog on his lunch break and just smacked it out of his hands. <laughs> no, remember I was like standing in front of a bar and he tried to take my drink out of my hand because I didn't realize that you can't drink on the street in New York. Uh-huh. Um, and then I slapped his hand away and then I got arrested. It's hard out there when you're just black out and doing whatever you want to on the streets. It was my first drink, which is why I was so angry. Okay. <laughs> Here's our last voicemail for today. Hi, Dipper. Hi, Meatball. This is Jay from Chicago. You better First come off, in love the podcast. I'm a new listener and it inspired me uh, to go back and watch some of Meatball's old performances on YouTube. And her screen number reminded me of a fun fuck story I think you guys will enjoy. So oh. a couple of years back, I went to a tweaker sex party. No worries. I stopped using a while back ago and had already been there for a couple of hours and wanted to take a break. And I remember the music was kind of bad, like top 40s Taylor Swift shit. So I asked if I could play something different, and the host said yes. So I started off with, like, some old house. I think it started with, like, Destroy She Said, My Start, As the Rush Comes by Motorcycle. Uh, and the older guys were, like, good choice. People who didn't know this stuff uh, liked it, told me to pick the next one. So I made, like, a mini playlist, and every time a new song came on, more and more guys would tell me how they liked what I picked. And I remember I put on Ava Max, uh, Sweep a Psycho. Like, this was when it first came out, and everyone was standing 
So I'm a little bit out of breath, sorry. (laughs) So then Damaged by Danity Kane comes on. And I kid you not, the entire party stopped fucking. And we just started talking about how it was a bop and how iconic Danity Kane used to be. Even the host's, like, roommate who uh, I didn't know was in his room came out and joined the conversation. So imagine, like, a group of, like, seven, eight guys completely naked, one clothed, one, one passed out on G in the corner, Ooh. just sitting there, tweaked out, watching Danny Kane music videos for, like, not kidding, half an hour. So, yeah, that's the story of how I accidentally became the DJ at a sex party. Thanks. Wow. You, you, you yeah. got a first aid kit. Handy, handy. You, ooh, ooh, I should know that song since I used to do that number all the time. Um, someone just messaged me asking me if they could do that number. If I could send them that mix, and I was Why like, "Why do people do that?" It's also like, just make your own mix. Like it, w- it wouldn't even make that much. It it wouldn't be that much of a leap for me to be like, "Oh, da- my heart is damaged. She was stabbed in the heart." Like, if you were to find that mix or like f- figure it out, but like, yeah, or like do me, do "Scream" by Janet Jackson and Michael Jackson. Yeah, like. Oh. Don't don't they have a song maybe on the screen? Maybe it's time for an update. You know, <laughs> maybe it's time I, for a better choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that wasn't the whole song. I mean, no, I'm not going to take you through my mix. Um, <laughs> we we can all go watch it on YouTube. I'm very aware. There's numerous uh, mixes and choices. Now, oh yeah, because I kept changing it. Every time I did it, I would be like, mm, I'm going to make this part longer. I'm going to make this part shorter. But that's the fun of doing a mix. Music at a sex party is a really interesting topic because it often needs to be like good enough to set the mood but when Danity came came on even though the seven or eight people there were like oh wow great choice let's talk about it you did kill the party for a moment if everyone started watching Danity came music videos for 30 minutes so but maybe it was an upswing of a party because it like let everyone rest Correct. Get back down to zero, and then they fucked longer. But it is an interesting vibe, right? Because you're like, you're like, you don't want to do something that is too distracting. And this, this, this might be very controversial, but Uh-oh. for the sex Uh-oh. parties that I attend, is it just? Oomst, 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 oomst? Well, no, it is, but oh, also yeah. there's like a little bit of that, um, the play, the like leaning into. Ugh, this is so problematic. I'm just being honest. I don't want to like look over and see you doing the choreography from the Danny Decay music video. Oh wow! Or, like, singing so you don't, the so lyrics. You don't think that bottoms can party? <laughs> I think anyone could love that song. Like I love that song, but like when I'm like doing that performance or like 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 laughing about that song with my friends, I'm not thinking to myself. This is, and, and maybe it's because I, I sort of compartmentalize my sexual behavior so different from my like hanging out with friends and like whatever. I guess the most, I guess the most sort of like elevated 
what do they call it in Pokemon? The final form of like a truly queer you know, sex positive environment and sex party would be someone able to like bop around to Ariana Grande and then also like call someone a dick pig and be like living a daddy fantasy while they're like getting, you know, spit roasted or something that it embraces all sides of that in the exact same moment. I feel like I didn't articulate my point there, but do you understand what I'm trying to say? I completely understand what you're trying to say. And you're right. Like, if Ariana Grande, like, came on during a sex party, it would take me out of the moment because I'd be like, right this ring, now, I, I bought it. The, right, right. If everyone started saying, right now, I'm, I'm like, in a oh state of God. mind. Well, and then I would lose my boner because then I would think of Frankie. Um, well, listen, everyone, we can continue having these deep discussions about queer theory, um, internalized hatred for our own fabulous and flamboyant selves and um, sex parties. What if parties. you were at a sex party and one of your songs came on? Oh, I would shudder and die. Has it ever happened? Oh, my God. I got to find out what sex parties you go to and just sneak in and start changing the music. Anyway, right. this has been Sloppy Seconds. Uh, this is a Tuesday episode. Uh, we had a wonderful time. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. You can call in with your own fuck talk story or just for advice to 213-536-9180. Yeah, advice. I would like to answer some advice questions next week. I want you to come in with a specific query and quandary and ask us for our advice because it, it'll and probably the calls be kind are getting of... a little long again. <laughs> Don't make me mad. What if that was 30 seconds? But the 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 kind of advice, you know, more more than likely the advice we will give you, you will want to do the opposite. So at least we'll give you some guidance of something to steer clear of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's what makes us fun. And you can find us on Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly and Spiciest Meatball or me on Twitter at Fat Drag Meatball. And don't forget to subscribe and like so you don't ever miss an episode which come out every Friday and Tuesday or Tuesday and Friday. You're right. I do just take the words and shake them up. All right. And happy Bye. pride from Hewlett Packard and um And from me at Hip Dot. Don't forget to purchase <laughs> the Hip Dot Diamond Diva Palace for $44 for the whole bundle or $22 for just the palette. Can y'all buy it so I can go on vacation? Goodbye. Doodle doot doot forever. Dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.